Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday, brought to you by Aging Wisdom, where we share weekly bite-sized insights on aging well, caring well, and living well. So let's talk about eye health. I think it's super important for people to to have their eyes and their ears and their feet checked annually. You know, as I said, there's a condition called neuropathy where people have numbness in their toes and their feet, Mm -hmm. which um, can cause injury to your feet, which then could cause people to have poor balance or trip or fall. And your eyes, you know, our eyes as we age, they're not the same as they were when we were 20 years old. And it's important to see the eye doctor annually, have them, if you have glasses or contacts, you want to bring everything that you have for them to evaluate to make sure that your latest eye prescriptions for glasses are correct because vision, as we know, plays a role in falls as well. There's a few other things that I wanted to mention Sure, that we touched on a little bit. So we talked about regular exercise. Sleep is also very important, making sure that people have a good night's sleep and you don't sleep well. You're tired, you're less likely to be functioning at your normal level. We already talked about reviewing your medications. Alcohol. Alcohol is something that people can't tolerate it as well as they did when they're younger. So reducing your alcohol intake. Also, alcohol can dehydrate somebody. And when you're dehydrated, that can lead to falls as well. Assistive devices. It's great. My doctor said I should use a cane. So I went down to the pharmacy and I picked up a cane. Well, Not only do you want to use an assistive device if it's helpful for you, but you want to make sure that you have the correct device. There's, you know, so many different models of of walkers. Which walker is best for you? Well, I have the kind with wheels and a little basket. Well, is that the best walker for you? So if you're using an assistive device, you want to make sure that you have the correct piece of equipment for you that doesn't create a hazard, you know, when you're thinking it's being helpful for you. And and another thing is footwear. We didn't talk about footwear, but it's really important for people to wear comfortable shoes, non-slip shoes. Um, You know, we all like to look nice and isn't that pretty and that that heel looks so great on me. But really, in reality, we want, as we age, our feet are so important. We want to make sure that we're comfortable and that we can keep moving and footwear will play a big role in that as well. I think there are so many different options out there right now, too. So you can still look fashionable, yes. but your shoes can be safe and really contribute to balance and walking comfort. I know that was an issue for a friend of mine who just wasn't getting out and walking regularly because of such foot pain. And it was just kind of like a falling arches type of issue. But, you know, once she went to a podiatrist and had that addressed, whole new lease on life. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's amazing. Sometimes it's something very simple and inexpensive. So, you know, if you're not feeling right about something, it's best to get a healthcare provider involved and getting those issues addressed. Yeah. And you mentioned the inserts, Mm -hmm. which are, they're wonderful. And again, there's so many different kinds of inserts. So it is a good idea to speak to your podiatrist or to a primary care physician. The primary physician can make a referral to a podiatrist, but making sure that you have the right footwear. And if all it takes is to have an insert in that, which kind is best for me? Is it, do I need it for arch support? Do I need it because I have a lot of pain in my feet? So again, making sure that you have the right footwear 
and comfortable footwear is super important. Yeah. And just foot care in general. I, I love how so many senior centers in particular offer, you know, foot care clinics like once a month where you can come in and you can have, a, you know, a nurse or a physician look at your feet, check your feet. And we know how important that is if you are diabetic in particular. Um, you can, uh, you know, really address a lot of issues before they get worse. And then back to having your eyes checked regularly. Another piece of advice I saw that I thought was really interesting, and I'm going to talk with my optician about this. I have progressive lenses. So, you know, I have one for my nearsightedness, but also to look at things more closely. And it can create some issues sometimes Sure. if I'm not careful. And so the advice that I read, it was on a, a senior center page that it said for outdoor activities, get a pair of glasses, not with the progressives, but just with your regular vision. And that's just going to make walking a lot more comfortable that way too. So I thought, okay, well, that's, you know, that's a pretty simple investment. And um, I think it's really wise. So yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, definitely. You know, Sheila, is there anything that we missed? Is there anything, you know, additional that you'd like the listeners to consider in reference to falls prevention or just some encouragement? Yeah, I think encouragement is the best thing. Because you had one fall, it doesn't mean that you're going to have multiple falls or continue to have falls. And if you put some of these simple suggestions and recommendations into place, that can really help prevent. I mean, just as we talked about seeing your primary physician, doing a safety check, getting recommendations for your home setting, getting recommendations for assistive devices, those are things that really can reduce falls and help people remain independent and healthy. Okay, that's excellent. And I know the theme this year through the National Council on Aging around falls prevention is really community. So I think that, you know, we've talked about how essential your healthcare provider is in optimizing your health and helping with uh, minimizing risk for falls. You'd mentioned physical therapists. Can we talk just a little bit about physical therapists sure. and how important and essential they are? Because you mentioned assistive devices earlier, and I know that they play a role in helping people optimize and choose the right one. They can come into the home. They can help with an exercise program. What are some of the other things that a physical therapist can provide? Well, a physical therapist is trained to assess an individual in their mobility and their activity balance. And especially as we age, oftentimes it takes a crisis before someone will actually be evaluated by a physical therapist, which is great. I mean, I think it's important if you go to a hospital because you had a fall, or even if you didn't have a fall, if you had a condition, usually the physical therapist will come and provide therapy to you when you're at the hospital. But Upon discharge, a physical therapist assesses you and your abilities and makes recommendations. So they might address your gait. Uh, They might address your shoes. They might address a walker or a cane. Or oftentimes a physical therapist, if you're being discharged from skilled nursing, might go to your home and take a look at your home and determine, ah, These are things that we could do to make your home safer, things that we've already talked about. But 
sometimes people don't recognize that you need a professional to make those recommendations. So you say, oh, you know, I'm a little unsteady. I'm going to go get a walker. And as I said, there's so many different models that you really want to make sure that you have a therapist evaluate you and recommend the right device for you. It's kind of like you're not feeling well and you take your temperature and you're self-diagnosing yourself and then self-medicating yourself. It usually doesn't work very well. You know, so we want to have the professional get in there and make recommendations for you as an individual, not just blankly across the board. Um, And then the other thing too, Carrie, um, I used to belong to a gym before COVID and they, many gyms have senior programs and they have personal trainers that work with older folks to design programs that are fit for them. So weightlifting to increase muscle mass or to just maintain your muscle mass, um, a little bit of cardio to keep you physically fit and also working on balance. So that's an alternative. If sometimes healthy people don't need a physical therapist and don't want to pay for a physical therapist, that maybe it might be nice to engage a a trainer, uh, you know, through Silver Sneakers or other senior program through your Medicare supplement. Yeah, that's excellent suggestion. I know that um, pharmacists are often not recognized as the value that they are. They do much more than, you know, fulfill prescriptions. We talk a little bit about the role of a pharmacist too. Um, You know, when when the pharmacy tech says, would you like to talk to the pharmacist? Pause for a minute and think, do you have some specific questions? Well, I think most importantly, we get our prescriptions and they print out this printout and it tells you these are the side effects of this medication and it could go on for an entire page and it's about as big as a minute to read and you're, you know, no one ever looks at that. No. But it, <laughs> it is important for people to understand basic side effects of medication that you're taking. So I would say when you pick up your medication, if it's something that's new to you or something that you don't really understand, you say, yes, I, I'd like to speak to the pharmacist. I, I can't really read and understand this long list. I don't want to know what might happen in, you know, one in 100 million people that might happen to me. But can you just tell me in general terms, what are the side effects? What should I be looking for? If this happens, do I let my physician know? The other thing, pharmacists can tell when there's medications that you're taking and you might be taking two medications that counteract each other or should be taken with each other. And like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, if you have physicians from different, doesn't matter if they're in the same organization or not in the same organization, but prescribing medication for you, they're not always knowing what someone else is prescribing for you. And it's important to have the pharmacist, that main person. You Mostly people get their medications through one pharmacy. That pharmacy knows what your medication is and knows if all these medications interact well and you can ask them. Right. Is this okay for me to take? Is there a problem to be speaking to my physician? Oftentimes when we have multiple physicians with our clients, we determine that one physician is going to be the main prescriber or at least if there's going to be a newer change of prescription that that change goes through that one provider so there's not three or four different providers making and writing prescriptions for you without checking between them. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. And then I also want to put in that taking advantage of your, you know, your senior center, your community center, local parks and recreation departments. There's so much to learn and so much to take advantage of there as well. 
Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another Wisdom Wednesday. In the meantime, visit our website at agingwisdom.com where you'll find more resources to help you navigate options for aging, caring, and living well.